Welcome to our weekly program, State of the Program. It is uh, Joe Cook of Inside Texas, the beat reporter, standing in for uh, publisher Eric Nalin today. Uh, Eric is uh, on his spring break with his kids, so we're going to let him have his time. But uh, Joe was at practice yesterday. Uh, we haven't heard from him since that point. I want to get an interview with him in here as well. Uh, we also have the Texas playing in the Sweet 16 on Friday uh, at 845. I want to talk about that. Uh, but first, Joe, let's go ahead and start with uh, spring practice yesterday. Uh, the Longhorns, welcome back several people. You also got a chance to speak with Steve Sarkeesian afterwards. Uh, what was some of his key notes uh, from uh, coming back from uh, spring break and getting back in practice? Yeah, uh, key notes and what I saw at practice kind of go hand in hand. Um, Malik Murphy uh, was going through at least the portion that we saw in practice. We get a 20-minute window, and it was it in Darrell K. Royal, Texas Memorial Stadium. Malik Murphy was going through drills. Uh, not only was he going through drills, but he was going through drills as uh, the number two quarterback behind Quinn Ewers. Um, up until this point, uh, he had been basically kind of off to the side getting mental reps. Uh, Arch Manning had been the number two quarterback. And now, uh, like with several other limited players who were uh, kind of not rushed back, I guess to say, from injury or surgery or anything like that, uh, held limited during the first three practices, um, given spring break to recuperate even further, and then uh, have been put back into the mix. And, and Murphy was one of them. And uh, I think what you saw from Murphy is kind of this why you, you saw a lot of why Steve Sarkeesian raves about him so much. Uh, he's got the obviously probably the biggest frame of any of the quarterbacks listed. I think it's six foot four, six foot five, and 230 pounds. So it's got a little bit of size on even someone like Arch Manning. Um, and he's shown uh, an ability to have a compact throwing motion. And I think that's the biggest change that you see from when he was in his high school days, when he was even going through practices last year to now. Um, he was a big guy. It took uh, that that big arm uh, took a little bit to get going, but they reworked him uh, over the course of the past twelve months. And you know, he looks like a he looks like the prospect that Steve Sarkeesian thought he was getting when he went out to California to sign him. So exciting to see him back. And Steve Sarkeesian, um, he meant it's, he was asked, I believe, is Malik Murphy going to factor into the quarterback competition? And uh, Steve Sarkeesian could probably walk in with a piece of paper and hand it to all of us and say, yes, there's a quarterback competition, but every position has competition, whether it be left guard, you know, defensive end, all the different spots, every position's open to competition. That's what he, he'll, he'll constantly say. Uh, but he, he mentioned that he wants Malik Murphy to, to be involved in that too, because if Malik Murphy elevates his game, well, Arch Manning or Charles Wright or anybody else behind him, he, they have to elevate their game uh, in order to stay and try to take Malik Murphy's backup job. Quinn Ewers has to elevate his game in order to not get passed up, even after being an incumbent starter. So, um, he, he, But all in all, you could tell that he was really excited to, to get him back. And um, I think if you saw some of the clips of uh, that Texas social media put out. You can you can tell that this is a little bit different looking quarterback compared to even the guys on the Texas roster, but also compared to Murphy from last season. All right, uh, want to say thank you. Got some more questions on uh, spring practice as we get going here, but but uh, before we do that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck. 
uh, an accident in the workplace or any sort of serious or catastrophic injury, uh, Adam is who you want to call. Give Adam a call today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation today. And remember, Adam focuses on results. You know, I, I look at this and think about it, Joe, and, and we talk about all of these other things. Uh, and you mentioned Malik Murphy at, at length here, but he wasn't the only one returning. Uh, and I th actually think there were more impactful guys uh, that returned on Tuesday morning uh, that we could talk about. Those being Isaiah Naor, we saw him uh, go against air, essentially. Uh, mm -hmm. Jonathan Brooks back at practice. It looked like he was a full go as well. Um, what are what are what did Sark have to say about those guys returning? I'll go with Nayor since you mentioned him first. Uh, a little bit more limited in what he's able to do. I think on air, a good way to describe it. But that's the first time we've seen him go and and, and do stuff kind of on a field and, and do football drills that we've been able to see since that ACL injury suffered in, in preseason camp ahead of this past season. And uh, he was at the boundary wide receiver position uh, ahead of him. He's got Casey Kane and A.D. Mitchell, uh, but he's already thrust himself into that spot. And, um, you know, Isaiah Nayor, we were always really excited about what he could provide because uh, he had that over-the-top ability uh, that you saw at Wyoming so often. Uh, but he also had a, you know, 6'3", almost 200-pound frame. And you don't see that too often when Steve Sarkeesian starts looking for wide receivers. He, he he prefers the elusive guys because he runs routes that kind of uh, speak to his preference of not throwing to stationary receivers. Um, but Nayor is able to do a lot of the things needed in a Sarkeesian offense, even with that size, or was, you know, ideally uh, before the injury. So good to see him get back. I think, uh, you know, luck, I've been lucky enough not to have a, a knee injury like that. Uh, but, you know, you and I have been around football players and, and spoken with them for a long time, including guys who've had this injury. I think you and I have probably been around baseball players who've had, you know, Tommy John surgery. At a certain point, you got to trust what the doctors did and what your rehab did uh, in order to get your, you know, knee back to where it was. And that's that's obviously part of this process. And it, it looked like there was that trust there by Nayor in some of the few minutes I was able to see him running, cutting, you know, running out routes on, on turf even, uh, you know, catching the football like he had been. So it was really good to see him out there. And then with Brooks, he looked to be a little bit more full go. Um, he was going through more contact drills um, after recovering from his um, uh, sports hernia surgery. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's also already at the top of the depth chart. Uh, for most of those first three practices, it was Jaden Blue followed by CJ Baxter. Now it's Brooks, then Blue, then Baxter, uh, then a handful of walk-ons, I believe, then uh, Savion Red. So, you know, this is going to be a big year for, for Jonathan Brooks. It's kind of surprising to think that this is his – 
third year because I remember going and watching him play at, at Hallettsville and, and clinching a spot, I believe, in the state championship game with the with the Brahmas. And now he's already a third-year player who, in, in fairness, he's had a couple injuries derail his, his career. Uh, not derail, uh, but sidetrack his career because I think it was that the Kansas loss in 2021 when Bijan got hurt and dislocated his elbow and Roshan was dinged up, they had to throw him in there and he did well. And then all of a sudden he has a shoulder injury. Uh, this past season, he he gets his sports hernia. So big year for him, um, especially with a guy like CJ Baxter uh, and even Jaden Blue uh, on his heels right now. But good to see him back and also kind of says a little bit, in my opinion, that he's going to go ahead and be right at the top of the depth chart right upon his return. Still no Keelan Robinson at that position, right? Correct. Uh, they they mentioned he's still going through, I think they called it a groin uh, issue, a groin strain. He's still at practice. Um, he'll go through he'll, he'll go through stretch and warm-ups right now. But um, I don't know if that's a, a player that you, except if you're playing Washington in the Alamo Bowl, I don't think you need to really prepare him for a lot of between-the-tackles action. Uh, you have to have him ready for it, obviously, but – uh, that's not his best game. Uh, you want him to be able to be shifty, be elusive, get the ball in space, and do like he did against Oklahoma, against Texas Tech, against some other teams, and uh, be ready for for that type of role for the Longhorn offense. Sark also talked about uh, the issues with Jalen Catalan, the transfer from uh, Arkansas. What exactly did he have to say about his surgery, offseason surgery and uh, where he's at in the process as well? Yeah, so with, with Jalen Catalan, we saw him on that first day of spring practice, and he was one of the, you know, when, when I watch individual drills at these practices, it's a little bit, for some positions, you can tell who's first, second, third, because on the offensive line, Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones are the first guys up when they do tackle drills, and uh, at this juncture, it's it's Hayden Connor and DJ Campbell at guard, and and Jake Majors at center. And then you see the guys after it when they go through these tandem drills. It's a little bit tougher with the way that uh, Blake Gideon and um, even Terry Joseph run things over there. But that's all to say in that first practice, Jalen Catalan was one of those top four. He was with Michael Taff and, and Keaton Crawford and Jaron Thompson uh, in that group. And he went through the, the helmet in shorts and no shoulder pads drills. Uh, but then yesterday, you know, we, we hadn't seen him since. And we didn't see him. Uh, on Tuesday at practice, so I asked Steve Sarkeesian what what uh, his status was. Um, he mentioned that Steve Sarkeesian, there are some injuries he'll give details about, and there's some that he won't. This is one of the ones he won't. He said that he just went in to clean some stuff up, and I asked him, was it a scope? Can you go into more details? And he goes, no, I can't go into more details. So you, you come, you kind of uh, get what you you can as far as that goes, but. Uh, one of the when Steve Sarkeesian gave his answer, it was in a you know we want him to be ready for the season. We want this guy who we got from the portal from Arkansas, who Texas missed on I think in the 2019 cycle. Uh, we we want to have this guy healthy because they believe in him as a experienced player, as a All American. And even though it's a different system from what Barry Odom was running at Arkansas, there's going to be a lot of crossover in what they are able to do. Uh, so for for Catalan, they they are emphasizing getting him healthy. Uh, I guess they had a, a another procedure operation. I don't know, but they they went in and cleaned some stuff up. And I'm not a, a orthopedic surgeon, uh, and I don't think I ever will be. But uh, it, that doesn't sound like it's anything 
major, but at the same time, you'd like for the guy to be healthy enough to be getting reps, especially after one of the big, I guess, bridges you had to cross and getting him was like, is he going to be healthy enough to play this upcoming season? So yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, at least for me personally, I'm going to say I'm, I've got a slight amount of concern for Catalan because he's not getting reps and it's another, you know, time he's got to go under the knife. But I guess the saving grace is that there are players like Keaton Crawford, who is from all reports needs these additional reps and and Michael Taff, who can play any position, but if he's going to be a a safety, you'd like him to know where to be at that safety spot. So yeah, I guess that's of the, of the injury update to get the guys back, but there's still a big absence. And especially one of the guys that uh, you were probably relying on a lot this year out of the transfer portal. I tell you what, they definitely are because he immediately upgraded their defense. And if he's not available, uh, that's a problem uh, because uh, Keaton Crawford has not shown the capacity as yet on the field uh, to play that role. Michael Taff is a good player, but Michael Taff is also somewhat limited. Uh, it uh, definitely would uh, put Texas, I think, uh, a step back on defense, particularly in the secondary that looked going into this offseason as, as one of the strengths of the team. So that's something that we're going to uh, have to keep an eye on. And I, Joe, I hope you uh, get as much information and glean as much information as you can behind the scenes uh, as well for folks uh, there. Uh, one of the other things I thought Sark, Sark talked about that I found personally interesting was the value of those players, these freshmen like Arch Manning that are enrolling early. Anthony Hill, Leonga Lafau, uh, some guys that are they're trying to compete for some playing time almost immediate immediately deandre moore jonte cook uh what did uh, sark have to say about that um obviously if you're enrolling early you get to go through drills you get to acclimate yourself to the team and, and a lot of different things uh like that you go through spring practice uh you you go ahead and you're, you're starting classes uh but one of the things that i think stood out to me and and i sometimes i forget about this is that he mentioned you know, even with all these players, basically, they show up for after they're after they're finished with their high school, you know, spring semester, they basically have a week or so and then they show up for summer conditioning. And I think for the most part, a lot of them are taking classes. But when you're a true freshman or in your first semester, there's, there's not a ton, at least from my memory. You know, the course calendar is not this expansive thing. You got to take a, you got to take your required courses. But um, I don't think it's it's an overload. So that's my point being that once you get to August and it's the first day of fall classes and you were a summer enrollee, then it's all kind of hitting you. Oh, and then by the way, this is what Steve Sarkeesian mentioned, you got to play Rice in six days. So he mentioned that one of the big, you know, in addition to what we know about weight training and nutrition and practice in general, he mentioned that it's a really good thing for, for uh early enrollees and that they can acclimate themselves just to the entire student life experience uh, without the pressure of preparing for a game, uh, you know, the first week of school. And, and I probably have some of the, the yeah. schedule a little bit off with, with, with that. But the, but here's the deal, Joe, these guys aren't robots. And, right. You know, that I think that that's really what Sark is trying to get at is we say, oh, well, let, you know, insert this guy here. He'll be ready to go. Yada, yada. The reality of it is, is they they have a each of them have a their own schedule they're on from a growth or development stand standpoint. I mean, I 
I grew and developed different than my friend next door, than his friend next door, et cetera, and so on. And the earlier they get enrolled, the earlier you get to see what kind of track those guys are on and whether or not they're going to be ready uh, for uh, the, you know, I don't want to say the dog days of summer, but uh, for the, the uh, enrollment in the, in the uh, actual football season, uh, et cetera. One of the other things I, I was going to mention uh, that I had heard recently in the state of the program, I want to mention it here. Uh, I, I continue to hear that the second week of practice uh, that while Connor Stroh and Peyton Kirkland may have been really strong out of the gate, I hear Jaden Chapman, uh, the freshman offensive lineman uh, continues to make uh, good progress. Uh, watch for him at tackle. Uh, he easily could be the number four tackle uh, going into this season. Right now, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that uh, within the state of the program. Uh, today, I also heard uh, very positive remarks about DeAndre Moore, uh, the true freshman out of the Los Angeles area, uh, in the uh, slot position backing up currently Jordan Whittington. Uh, one person told me he might have as good a hands as anybody in the program, uh, which is interesting uh, to talk about. Uh, Joe, let, let's let's springboard here because as we talk state of the program, we we spend most of our time on football. You know that, uh, but reality of it is Texas plays Xavier in basketball, Sweet 16, first time uh, in the Sweet 16 since 2018. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game coming up on Friday? It's at 8.45 p.m. on CBS. Uh, your, your initial thoughts on Texas Xavier. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, we had a chance or I had a chance yesterday to you know, talk to a lot of the available players uh, for the Longhorns. And it was Timmy Allen and Brock Cunningham, Isaiah, uh, or excuse me, uh, Serge Barry Rice, uh, Tyrese Hunter. Uh, Dylan Dessou, Marcus Carr, um, that, you know, basically the the top group, save for, I think, um, uh, Christian Bishop, D Dylan Mitchell was there too. Um, as far as the matchup goes, I, I had this sense that it was, that this Xavier team was a little bit like Creighton, uh, not just because they're Big East schools and not just because they're, uh, you know, not, yeah, basically not just because they're Big East schools, but uh, both of them have a 6'11 slash 7-footer that they use in the middle. Um, they use him for offense, but they also use him to, to kind of pass the ball around a little bit. So that was my impression. I asked what they thought, if, if there was any player that had or any team that somewhat reminded them uh, of Xavier. And some of the other guys said TCU. Now, granted, when, when Eddie Lampkin hit the portal, that, that changed a lot. And when he didn't show up in the – Big 12 tournament that changed, but Eddie Lampkin, you know, big, big six foot 11. I think he was like 300 pounds when he showed up at TCU and Jamie Dixon got him down to like 250 or something like that. But big guy, uh, huge post presence in the middle, rim protection right there. Um, and, you know, then they had Mike Miles be the, the guard that came down and utilized a lot of the, the spacing or lack of spacing or created spacing. And that's what they saw uh, a little bit in Xavier. And 
Um, it's going to be a, a cool little uh, another little storyline here is the uh, uh, leading scorer, I believe, for the Musketeers, uh, Soli Boom, uh, was at UTEP under Rodney Terry. Um, and I think one was either an All-Mountain West player or All-Conference USA player or maybe even the player of the year. So um, Timmy Allen asked him about that defensive assignment. Uh, and he basically said what all defender, all great defenders say when they talk about playing defense about great players and that you have to have a short memory. You know, you go, you're a goldfish. Sure. You may get beaten on one possession or a guy may make a shot over you, but you got to go back down and yeah, you learn a little bit from what may have happened on that possession, but you don't let that fluster you and you don't let it fluster you on the offensive end. And that's been really great to see. I think from this Longhorn basketball team is that no matter what they're, they're able to adapt to a ton of different styles I mean, Penn State was basically Daryl Morey rocket ball uh, with Jalen Pickett, you know, kind of being the, uh, I guess, the James Russell Harden. Westbrook, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or James Harden yeah. uh, of that of that role, just driving, being basically playing center, but being the point guard also and dribbling up the floor to to kick out. Then they can play against teams who are like Kansas, who've got you know maybe not a bunch of size, but a lot of athleticism and and, and good wings. Over the place, Colgate. You know that was also a, a dish it into the post and uh, dish it out with a seven footer team. Uh, Xavier's going to be different. They played Creighton. Um, you know they they went up last year, granted, but still last year against a team that had Jaden Ivy and, and Zach Eady, who are you know all American level guys. So they, they, a lot of this team has played so many different styles. And because of how experienced and even versatile most of those guys are, they've been able to adapt on defense. And um, if they already have a comparison to Creighton, some or TCU in their minds, that, that makes me think they know what they're going to be looking for. Now, the key against Xavier, especially in the NCAA tournament, is not to get into a double digit deficit like they did against TCU in both games. And only one time they were successful and mounting a comeback because if not, then the sweet 16 run doesn't become an elite eight run and uh, a season that a lot of people hope still ends in Houston. Won't uh, make it out of Kansas city. I want to mention this, uh, the Texas uh, Penn state basketball game uh, on uh, Sunday. Uh, was it Sunday? Yeah, I think it was no Saturday, excuse me, Texas Penn state basketball game in prime time on Saturday was the most watched basketball game ncaa tournament game in the first two rounds in 15 years uh it just really speaks to the brand value of not only texas but penn state as well state universities that represent their fairly large top five top six population states in the country uh it shows that uh, basketball can have a fairly large uh, viewership number 6.5 million people apparently watch that that's still not as many that watch the texas football game but right. it's something to uh, be aware of. I want to. I want to go to this real quick for you, Joe. Before we go, uh, and I want to say thank you to our sponsor. But before uh, we do that, uh, thanks to Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam uh, has been helpful to us and, and uh, sponsored this show almost from the outset. Uh, he is helping injured Texans across the state. Uh, if you've been in a catastrophic car accident, uh, injured on the job, uh, make sure you call or visit LowyLawFirm.com. Uh, to get a free consultation, Adam focuses on results for his clients. That fi that's 512-280-0800. Joe, Texas has a recruiting weekend coming up this weekend. 
you, Jerry, Justin, uh, going to be covering that uh, for the Longhorns as well as Eric. Uh, what exactly are you guys looking for this weekend? Uh, nobody's really on commitment watch, I don't think. But at the same time, it feels like Texas is trying to build into something special with this next recruiting class. Uh, what are y'all going to be on the lookout for? So with, this is part of the the new with, with summer and spring official visits. This is kind of the new process. You you build that relationship and tell them, hey, come to a game during your junior year, your sophomore year. Uh, so, but in this case, junior. So come to this game your your junior year. And okay, January, come to this visit. Come check us out. All right, we piqued your interest. All right, come here in the in March or April. Come see how we operate with practice. Come see you know, what we do coaches. All right. We got you enough. We're in your top group. All right. Come take an official visit to us here. And then a lot of these players, then, you know, the, I think Eric likes to refer to it as kitchen table time that used to happen, I guess, in January, February. Now it happens in June and July. So this is, you know, for a lot of these prospects who like to commit before their senior year and have it done. Uh, they, they use this as additional info gathering, um, and at this point, it's going to be a little bit, I guess, I, I think it's more of a selective group than what they showed in uh, January. I think they, there ended up being like 60 plus prospects uh, there in January. Now, I think there's still going to be a lot who make it to campus uh, this upcoming Friday and Saturday. But at the same time, there, you know, cuts have been made. Some players who were there in January for one reason or another, aren't going to be here in March. So this is the next step in the process for a lot of the Texas players who want to see. And so what they're going to be able to experience, and it's a packed weekend. Steve Sarkeesian even mentioned that, uh, but it's one he's excited for. So uh, Friday uh, and Saturday also going on coaches clinic, uh, also going on practice and also going on this whole junior day thing. So uh, definitely a lot going on for the football program. And this is their chance to, you know, further build relationships, get players involved in, in these recruitments and say, hey, you know, tell them what you're experiencing right now because this is you next year. Um, and then Texas hopes for that either, you know, maybe it does lead to a commitment. We always have to be on our toes about that. But it's not like that's something where it's not the gold Mac Brown Jr. days where it's like, all right, which four are we getting today? Um, but this is mostly to set the table for, getting official visits uh, in the summer months um, and then, you know, being, you know, staying further and further along in the process as these recruits and their families go through them. And um, this is a big one because it's a big showcase. You know, the spring game obviously is important, uh, but practice, you're, you play, you're in a lot more practices and you are games as a football player. So seeing how teams practice, seeing how they operate around the facility seeing how coaches interact with not only uh, their players, but other recruits and even peer coaches from other high schools and maybe even small universities. It's a big chance for Steve Sarkeesian to show off a lot about his program. And uh, he hopes, obviously, it's it's all good this upcoming weekend. All right. Uh, big week ahead, not only in uh, football, you mentioned that with all the recruits on, but Texas plays again, uh, basketball against Xavier, 845 Friday night in the Sweet 16 an opportunity to go on uh, to the Elite Eight. Uh, they are in Kansas City. Uh, we'll be watching that and that obviously uh, being uh, trying to uh, talk about that. Joe, you're going to see the team practice again tomorrow, we believe, the football team. Uh, but then I also don't want to neglect this. The baseball team is on an 11-game win streak. 
they play uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech comes to Texas. It's the start of Big 12 play uh, for David Pierce's team this weekend. Uh, we'll see. I think Tech is like 18-4 and four or something like that. So not a bad team up in Lubbock coming in as well. All right. For, that's going to be it for the state of the program. Uh, for Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.